the Montana Highway Patrol stepped up. They came the next morning and put the buckets of sanitizer in the back of a Montana Highway Patrol car, and they relayed it all the way across the state. Welcome to Sanity Pod by Sanity Media. I'm Audrey Scagnelli, and I think we could all use a little more sanity right now. In the spirit of Mr. Rogers, on this season, you'll hear from the helpers, people moving mountains near and far to help their communities, many from the front lines. According to the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, there are over 750 distilleries across all 50 states that are now producing hand sanitizer. On this episode, we'll hear from one of them. And later, from the owner of a Michelin-rated restaurant who's now leading the charge to deliver meal kits to at-risk populations. Troy Downing is the co-owner of Wild Rye Distillery in Bozeman, Montana. They've been in operation for about six years, and their first week making hand sanitizer yielded about two gallons worth. They're now supplying first responders across the state, and they've increased production by about 5,000% for 10,000 gallons per week. Troy, thanks so much for joining us. Could you share about how you and your team just so quickly transitioned to produce hand sanitizer? Thank you for having me. You know, this has been a, a really interesting journey. And we're a micro distillery. You know, we produce vodka, uh, bourbon. We do a couple of rums. We're a Montana agriculture value-add product, and we're really proud of what we produce. When this threat of the spread of COVID-19 hit, you know, one of my partners, Phil, he's a, a PhD in organic chemistry, and he was looking at the formula from the World Health Organization for hand sanitizer, and it's 80% ethyl alcohol. And that's exactly what we produce is ethyl alcohol that either becomes vodka or bourbon or whatever. He decided to uh, whip up a small batch of that and made a couple of gallons. And we were going to package that in, you know, small personal bottles like the ones you get at a drugstore and just give it out to people in the community, to our customers, to, you know, people that came up to the distillery. And that grew, you know, produced a couple of gallons at first. And then um, the word got out. And our distilleries in Bozeman, which is in Gallatin County, we got a call from Gallatin County and they wanted to supply it to some of their first responders. Gallatin County Search and Rescue is right across the street from the distillery. So me and Ben, one of my other partners, went over there and they wanted to order some small bottles so they could just throw it into patrol cars because uh, these first responders, a lot of people don't realize your, your best defense is washing your hands, you know, whenever you frequently and whenever you have contact. But if you're out in a patrol car, you don't have the luxury of a sink. So it was really important that they had hand sanitizer there because they're out on the beat. Word got out and the Montana Disaster Emergency Services put us on a list of potential suppliers for hand sanitizer as people not only around the state, but around the country started running out of this. So we started getting calls as far away as an EMT group out of New York, just out of New York City that needed some. We got calls from Pennsylvania, Illinois, all over the place. You know, we started out for just a small community offering, and then this started growing to, you know, the front lines and the first responders uh, to, you know, medical care workers to hospitals. And then we started getting some industry calls. And you don't realize, I mean, it's obvious that uh, we need to protect our first responders and all the whole front line of people that are dealing with this pandemic. But how it affects industry has has been an interesting journey as well. And, you know, here's a, a simple example. We got a call from a sanitation company that serviced the porta johns They wanted two 55-gallon drums of hand sanitizer. And so, you know, obviously that made us 
raise our eyebrows and we're like, well, what do you need all this hand sanitizer for? And they were explaining to us that they needed hand sanitizer to keep their portageons in place at construction sites around the state. And if they didn't have it, they needed to take those down, which would shut down the construction sites and displace you know, hundreds of construction workers. And so you start to hear these stories about how this is a, a critical need, not just for our first responders and our front lines, but also for industry. And this thing just started growing. We uh, got a call from a hospital out in Glendive, which is um, on the eastern part of the state, pretty far away from Bozeman. They had a critical need for about 20 gallons. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was a pretty big quantity. And so the Montana Highway Patrol stepped up. They came the next morning and put the buckets of sanitizer in the back of a Montana Highway Patrol car, and they relayed it all the way across the state to get it out to Glendive. And then the next day, we had the same issue in Kalispell, which is the opposite direction. And Montana Highway Patrol, again, came, loaded up a a bunch of hand sanitizer and uh, relayed it out there for a hospital, for the Kalispell Police Department, for a couple of other organizations. It's amazing to hear about the community coming together. You also shared that there was a pilot who'd volunteered uh, his own plane. Yeah. The pilot reached out and he said there were a bunch of Montana private pilots that were interested in volunteering to move sanitizer around the state. We had a need and we called him up. He came from Missoula, flew down to Bozeman. I met him at the airport and loaded him up with sanitizer. This pilot flew more than a thousand miles in one day, making all these stops, dropping off hand sanitizer for all these critical needs. The pilot was Brian Douglas, and he's one of the pilots that flies the Miss Montana, which is the DC-3 from World War II, that uh, did the flight out to Normandy last year for the 75th anniversary of D-Day. So already an interesting person who uh, volunteered his time, his fuel, his airplane to get this sanitizer around the state. What is something that you've learned in this process that's maybe surprised you or was unexpected? Some of the early issues we had was just procuring packaging, you know, those little two ounce bottles for the, um, that you use for personal use. You know, our first week when we started producing this, we, we did the equivalent of 37,300 of those little bottles. Um, just finding those was, was an interesting path. There were regulations that made it difficult to do what we were trying to do. And the, the TTB, the Tax and Trade Bureau that oversees the regulation of alcohol, they had uh, some regulations that required us to pay FET, federal excise tax, on alcohol being used for consumption. We worked with Senator Daines here in Montana to get some relief of that for, from that into the CARES Act. Basically, we got some language into the CARES Act that um, said that uh, if we were using ethanol to produce hand sanitizer, that they would waive the federal excise tax, which paved the way for us to start producing quicker and cheaper. So working with Senator Daines and getting regulatory relief to allow us to do this more quickly and more efficiently has been a pretty interesting journey. And one that seems to have worked at practically lightning speed. On a lighter note, you produce pre-prohibition style gin, as well as bourbon and a range of other spirits. So what is your go-to? What's your favorite? You know, our Five Drops Bourbon is an award winner. We're proud of it as a company. 
It's produced using sweet corn out of Corvallis, uh, which is in the Bitterroot, Montana, and malted barley out of Great Falls. And it's just a very, very nice bourbon. And, you know, that old Tom Gin is good too. We're really proud that what we produce is grown in our state. The sweet corn comes out of Montana. The malted barley comes out of Montana. Our rum is beet sugar that we get out of Billings. And we're proud being an agriculture value-add product. Well, thank you, Troy. I will have to try Wild Ride Distilling one day. Uh, Our last question for every guest on Sanity is, what are you most optimistic about right now? I have a tremendous amount of optimism. Seeing the desire from so many people to help and be part of a solution. I, I mean, bringing communities together like, like I've seen people coming from not only around the state, but around the country just saying, how can, how can we help? That, that generates a tremendous amount of optimism. One thing I want to say is, is not just all those community, the agencies, everybody that's come out to help, the donors, the volunteers, but you can't do this without a team. And we have a team that I am so proud of. And my partners, uh, Ben and Sten and Phil, have just stepped up to the task to, to solve a problem. My wife, Heather, she's jumped into this, you know, full on doing procurement of packaging. My daughter's over there right now doing the shipping. We've got my in the office. We've got April in the office. Everybody that came together, just I'm so proud of this team and what we've been able to accomplish. And I'm so proud and feel so good about just the community really trying to do something good to help each other. And it it, it makes me smile. I've got a tremendous amount of optimism. This is going to pass. And the experience that we had of a community coming together is going to last for a really long time. An outlook like yours is certainly encouraging. So thanks so much for joining us and good luck as you all begin to ramp up your production even further. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, anytime, just reach out and uh, we're going to be doing this for as long as there's a need. And when the need's over, we're going to go back to making the best bourbon in the world. If you'd like to learn more about what Troy and his team are up to, you can visit wildridedistilling.com where you can also read the backstory on their five drops bourbon. And before we close, we caught up with Clay Nutting, the owner of the Michelin-rated restaurant Cannon in Sacramento, California. He and a group of fellow restaurant owners across their city have served over 50,000 meals and raised over $90,000 to feed members of at-risk populations. Here's Clay. Restaurant people are really good at figuring stuff out and rolling up our sleeves. Every day, you know, we are met with high demand in, you know, kind of a different way. And this crisis felt in a lot of ways, kind of like our day-to-day life in a restaurant. You know, we are always kind of in the fire, so to speak. And so when this crisis came about, we felt that we were well-suited to rise to the challenge. And what we imagined of our peers you know, came to be true, which is that we knew that we could count on them to roll up their sleeves and be of service um, because that's what we do. We we take care of people or the hospitality industry. And instead of taking care of our patrons walking in our door, we're taking care of patrons out in our community. Each meal kit that we produce has four meals in it. So it can last a person four days 
We also include a bag of provisions of shelf-stable goods that can kind of supplement those meals as well. You know, when this crisis came about, you know, we were on the phone immediately with civic leaders and other restaurants and people in the community who take care of people in need. And we all just were ready to be of service and to help. And so, you know, knowing that you have a community that has each other's back um, is an incredible thing to see um, happen. And our work's not done yet. We still got a lot of work cut out for us, but you know, that definitely gives us optimism knowing that we have a community that rallies around each other. If you'd like to learn more, check out sacfamilymeal.com. Thanks to Troy Downing, Wild Ride Distilling, Clay Nutting, and Family Meal Sacramento. And thanks for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, or if you've been touched by a helper, please email us. We're at info at sanitymedia.com. And don't forget to look for the helpers. As Mr. Rogers says, If you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope.